Hello and welcome to HW Editorial with me Sujeet Nair. Here you can listen to my views, my analysis. Follow this podcast to stay updated. At HW News, we have been delivering news that matters to you. Our goal is to present you with information that stimulates conversations around topic of larger public importance that often gets lost in prime time shows. Namaskar. Welcome to another episode of Editorial. Pakistan's economic crisis is actually a lesson for people all over the world. Every country, including ours. Today's editorial, let's discuss why and how. Let's get right into the show. The whole world knew that Pakistan was going through financial crisis. Pakistan was almost going to every possible country that it could asking for money and financial assistance. So this is not new. But incidentally, a report by Financial Times last week actually showed the world the gravity of the situation. It showed the world that possibly Pakistan could go bankrupt in a couple of weeks. Now, let me give you a synopsis of what the report said first and then we will get into our analysis as always. According to Financial Times report, analysts warn that Pakistan's economic situation is becoming untenable and is at risk of following Sri Lanka, where a lack of foreign reserves triggered severe shortages of essential goods and eventually led to default in May. Now, the thing is, like I told you before, containers are lying in the docks. Why? Because people and businesses cannot go. They don't, they don't have foreign reserves to go and buy it. Now, when containers are lying in the stock, which means there is a shortage of goods in the market. Goods, finished goods, stroke, raw materials. So, when there is shortage of raw material in the market, then obviously the resultant to which is that there is no production. And that's exactly what is happening. Textile companies, especially textile companies, not just textile companies, especially textile companies have shut down. Almost most of the textile companies have shut down and a lot of them, the balance, the remaining textile companies are working one shift or half shifts. So that's the condition of textile companies. The steel bodies, the association, the steel associations, they have threatened to halt production in totality because they have no raw material. These are the conditions. There is no energy. There is no electricity. So these are the conditions. According to Financial Times, the situation in Pakistan is as follows. World Bank projects Pakistan's GDP growth at the rate of 2% for 2023. On Wednesday, year-on-year inflation has risen to a 48-year high, leaving Pakistan struggling to afford basic food items. The US dollars closed at 276 Pakistani rupee on Friday. Pakistan last week suffered from nationwide power shortage following a breakdown in its national grid, which left millions of people without electricity. Fuel shortage led to long queues of cars in Pakistan's major cities. There is no gas to cook a meal in household or to run small factories. Acha, 
Corruption remains a major issue in Pakistan, affecting the efficiency of the government operations and hindering economic development. Pakistan has a large youth population, but there are significant challenges in terms of education, employment, leading to lack of skilled labors in the workforce. There is also political instability in Pakistan. On April 11th, 2022, Imran Khan, Pakistan's then Prime Minister, lost a no-confidence motion against his leadership and was forced to leave office. Achha, let's come to balance of payment. Pakistan has faced frequent balance of payment crisis leading to shortage of foreign currency, making it difficult for the country to pay for imports. They also face security threats. The recent suicide blast at Peshawar mosque claimed by a splinter group of banned Tariqe Taliban, Pakistan uh, organization also proves that there is huge amount of security risk. So everything that could go wrong is going wrong for Pakistan. Achha. Now another very important factor, IMF has come to Pakistan and IMF has been asked to kind of help them to get out of this mess. Now, the IMF has asked them to hike taxes and cut subsidies. In fact, their prime minister said that I will not go into details, but will only say that our economic challenges are unimaginable. The condition we will have to agree to with the IMF are beyond imagination. We will have to agree with their conditions, the prime minister said. So, all in all, I gave you a rough indication of what could go wrong, like I told you, has gone wrong in Pakistan. Now, what is the lesson that the world, especially we Indians, can take from this? You see, Pakistan prioritized religion. Everything about Pakistan was religion first. Now, their trade was based on religion. So what really happened was whenever they had to trade with the country, whenever they had to do business with the country, they kept their religion first and their profits next. They believed that UAE and Arab world and all the fellow Muslim countries would, would help them out, would bail them out, would do trade with them. That, that would be fabulous. But everything went kaput. It didn't work. The first country to desert Pakistan's are the Middle Eastern countries. The first country to desert. That was error number one. Error number two, they chose their friends and foes also based on religion. Now, they were fighting with India and they thought they were fighting a cause for Kashmiri Muslims. Pray tell me, look at the situation of where Kashmiri Muslims are today and look at their own situation. A Kashmiri Muslim all sudden and economically is quite happy, he's got a job. He's got two square meals happening, electricity 100%, 24 by 7. So he's happy there in that front. Here, these people were trying to fight for Kashmiri Muslims and look at where they stand. I am not trying to be little community. I am not trying to be little Pakistanis. What I am trying to say is this is a lesson that even we should learn. When we talk about religion, we fuel communal sentiments and all that, even we should be thinking about this. So that's number two. They planned their friends and foes according to religion. Three, their politics was based on religion. Every decision take, taken in Pakistan was not based on how it will help the economy or how it will help the people or how it will help the development of Pakistan. It was based on, you know, whether it is religiously correct or not religiously correct. 
religious sentiments were overriding every other sentiments in that country so where are you going to develop how are you going to develop point number 4 the fact is they their impetus was not on studies their impetus was not on building institutions their impetus was not on building building iims and iits like i said before their impetus was talking more about religion building more and more religious fundamentalism in their in their in their people i remember one coach uh, uh, a cricket coach when uh, when he wrote in his book that you know he was surprised when uh, you know while others were busy discussing match strategies in the lunch hour uh, pakistanis were praying now i am not saying praying is wrong but i am saying there has to be priorities somewhere your priorities has to be made clear when you have to work you have to work when you have to pray you have to pray you can't be praying when you are when you are supposed to work and working when you are supposed to pray i presume but the fact is religion became an easy solution for everything so everything could be covered or camouflaged by communalism or by religion this is what went wrong with pakistan now this is corroborating with the research of bristol university where they say that a country which has communal harmony a country that is secular a country that does not involve religion into their working into their administration into their politics is a, a country that always grows is a country that is always progressive and it's a country that develops faster this is this particular incident in pakistan is corroborating to that so the core point that i wanted to make today and especially talking from an indian perspective i wanted to tell a lot of people that look look at what is happening in pakistan and please don't allow that to happen in india religion is good having faith is very good being spiritual is the best but involving religion into politics involving religion and 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 voting as per religion these things will create a problem for you tomorrow what happened to pakistan today can happen to any country in the world tomorrow if you follow that footsteps vote for people because they are good vote for people who will become good who will go out there and prove to be good administrators do not vote for people who will who just preach your religion and who says you know that they will protect your religion because most of the religions in the world does not need protection so that's the point i wanted to make today till i see you next time that's tomorrow at 10 o'clock namaskar you know about the latest updates on our new news app go on your android or ios search for hw news network download our app Choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news. If you like this episode, please rate us with 5 stars right now. HW News podcast are available on Binchpots and all other audio platforms. Also, don't miss to check out our news reports from the house of HW News podcast. We are sure you will love it too.